Good morning, Steve. How are you doing today? Hi, Aaron. I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me. Excited to talk about dinosaurs. Oh, absolutely. I'm from the state of Montana, and boy, I'll tell you what, dinosaurs, you know, I mean, it was one of the freakiest things that when they said that they were starting to find, you know, you know, fossils and things like that out there in Montana, that's when I really dove into dinosaurs. So I'm one of these National Geographic kids you're reaching out to. Awesome. I mean, and you grew up in the right place because I grew up in Illinois, uh, and nobody's ever found a dinosaur bone in <laughs> Illinois yet. That's one of my dreams, one thing to do that. In Montana, dinosaur bones are just falling out of the rock. You know, they're just crumbling out of the rock. And some of the most famous dinosaurs in the world are from your backyard up there, T-Rex and Triceratops and so on. And, and uh, I, you know, the, the new National Geographic Dinosaur Atlas here that we're talking about, this new book, uh, we try to you know, convey mostly to kids, but also it's a, it is a coffee table book as well. Uh, but we try to convey here the new discoveries, what we know about dinosaurs from all over the world. There's lots of really great new artwork in this book. So I do hope, because I was like you when I was younger, you know, I had all the National Geographic yeah. with dinosaurs in them. Actually, my brother did. He was the real dinosaur obsessive in the family. But he had every issue, and we learned so much from reading those National Geographic and reading the Nat Geo books. And so I think it's really cool to, you know, play a, a role in this, this new book for kids. Well, and what's fascinating about this book, and, I, and really, I, I am glued to it, I love the maps. Because, I mean, it, it, it's like, you know, you, you, you point out the, the places where these, where these dinosaurs were, and that just opens up my imagination even more. Yes, I'm, I'm with you. And I think um, when you see, and there are, there's new maps in the book, right? So we have these maps that show not only what the Earth has looked like over time, but also where you can find dinosaurs today. Not every single dinosaur, because there's so many dinosaurs, actually. People are finding dinosaurs all over the world now, but a lot of the key sites we show. And I think that puts into perspective how global dinosaurs were. You know, they don't, didn't only live in certain corners of the world. During the Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous periods, this time from about 230 to about 66 million years ago, dinosaurs lived everywhere. They lived all over. We even find dinosaur fossils on Antarctica. Now, so they were a global empire, hmm. and they ruled the earth for a really long time. One of the things that I'm a bird person; birds are just they—they they are my totem. And so, to read about the avian dinosaurs with feathers and stuff like that—I mean, that—that's a feather that I would cherish. <laughs> yes, I, one of the awesome things we have learned as paleontologists is that dinosaurs technically are not extinct; they are still with us in the form of birds. And so I know that seems weird, but birds evolved from other dinosaurs. They are part of the dinosaur family tree. Uh, and birds, you can kind of think of birds uh, like we think of bats. You know, bats are mammals. Of course, bats are mammals like us. They have hair. They feed their babies milk and so on. But they are a weird type of mammal that uh, evolved wings, developed the ability to fly. Birds are the dinosaur version of that, a weird type of dinosaur evolved wings develop the ability to fly and they just so happen to be the only dinosaurs that live on today because they survived that great catastrophe well then that, the that, asteroid that proves how much i love right. dinosaurs because i mean i have three doves and a blue crown conure in the other room i mean i i've had birds around me my entire life see i love dinosaurs <laughs> you are a true dinosaur enthusiast Absolutely. <laughs> so I've got to ask you this question only because, I mean, you, it doesn't matter where you walk around anymore. Everybody's got a Jurassic Park shirt on and stuff like that. That is so branded inside our imaginations. But you talk about a time period that I'm not familiar with. Triassic. Now, what is this? The Triassic uh, was the 
start of the, the reign of dinosaurs. So there were these three intervals of time dinosaurs lived in, the Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous. Now, the Jurassic is surely the most famous because of a certain movie franchise, uh, which, which I love, by the way, and I, and I work on the franchise. I was the paleontology consultant for the oh. Jurassic World Dominion film this summer, which was a whole lot of fun. So I love doing these things, working with films, writing books. Uh, but that franchise is super cool. It's gotten a lot of people into dinosaurs. Everybody around the world knows the word Jurassic. I think maybe some people have heard the word Cretaceous because that was the time T-Rex and Triceratops lived. But the Triassic is that first interval of dinosaurs that isn't talked about so much. But it's really interesting, really important, because this was the origin story of dinosaurs. They arose about 230 million years ago. This was the time of the supercontinents, Pangaea. All the world's land was globbed together as this one giant <laughs> land mass. And that's how dinosaurs got Oh my God! I I would love to see just something that that is, was because you know the, the reason why I'm fascinated by the by the planet being connected like that is is because the you know, Native Americans and and Asian history and stuff like that they have so much in common and people go how is that possible and it's things like this this book right here that talks about that time period where everybody was connected that is I mean it's just amazing. Yes, that's a, the the Earth is very old. You know, four and a half billion years is how old the Earth is. And the Earth has changed tremendously over time. But it's all connected. We are part of the world today, and we're really we're the product of lots of changes and lots of ancestors that have lived over time. And so we are connected to the dinosaurs. If the dinosaurs never went extinct, you know, mammals would not have had their opportunity to replace the dinosaurs. Yeah. And then we wouldn't have had an opportunity to, to develop. So that's uh, one of the things I like to try to convey as a paleontologist is that we study the past because really we are part of the same story. And if we want to understand ourselves, our deep origins and deep history, we need to look to fossils. So what goes through your imagination and your heart when you come up to a fossil or a dinosaur that has not been identified yet? I mean, you've been a part of, of you know, putting an identity on things the rest of us don't know about. It is a magical thing to have a, an opportunity to name a new dinosaur. Uh, if we find something new uh, or, you know, something we think is new and we can verify that, we can determine that really this dinosaur we have is different from any other dinosaur that's ever been found before because of its size, because of features of its skeleton. Maybe it has an extra horn on its head or an extra bone in the neck or whatever. If we can determine it's distinct, that means we can name it. And it's really kind of like naming a child. You know, yeah. <laughs> you have this blank slate, you can decide what you want to call it. And it's just a whole lot of fun to have those opportunities. Well, this book is a whole lot of fun, and and it's written all over on the inside. It says, Dear Future Reader. So I, I envision children and adults 50 years from now still picking up this book and reading what you are bringing to us in this present form. I hope so. And, you know, and I just for, you know, full uh, disclosure, my role in this book was pretty small. I made sure that the facts were correct. Yeah. You know, I made sure that the, the scientific evidence was all there. But what really makes this book sing uh, is the graphics, the artwork, it's those maps you talk about, it's these new artistic renderings of dinosaurs. This is what we think dinosaurs really looked like. This is cutting edge. This is how we envision dinosaurs now. And you're going to see dinosaurs with feathers and dinosaurs with wings. You're going to see the most updated accurate versions of things like T-Rex and Triceratops, the most familiar dinosaurs of all. So wow. I really do hope 
that this book can inspire young people the same way these Nat Geo books and magazines inspired you and me when we were young. Absolutely. Please come back to the show anytime in the future, Steve. The door is always going to be open for you. Well, thank you. I love talking dinosaurs, love talking fossils, I love talking <laughs> books, and uh, I do have books for adults, by the way. There's one called The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs, and I have a new one about man- mammal evolution called The Rise and Reign of the Mammals. I'm not here to talk about those, but just for any adults that are listening that think, that think hey, this is cool, but maybe a kid's book isn't for me, uh, I do have other books, and I'd be very happy to come on another time and talk about those. But for now, this Nat Geo book is really awesome. Uh, perfect Christmas gift, I think, for a lot, a lot of uh, you know young dinosaur enthusiasts in your life. Absolutely. Be brilliant today, okay, sir? You too. Cheers, buddy. <laughs>